I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Millennials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And it's the voice that... For the listeners who might be confused by the delirium that's happening right now, this is the second time we've recorded this podcast we got about 15 minutes in uh, and realized that uh, a person who will not be named had ended their recording early so mm. it was me it was me. we are uh, whoa 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 it's not putting names on it <laughs> i apparently clapped so hard for the opening clap of the podcast that i broke yeah. everything on my computer in fact right yeah. now i'm, I'm on twitter, twitter shut off people are calling out a clap heard around the world <laughs> <laughs> it woke up everybody in beijing <laughs> And the craziest part, Smith wasn't even using his hands. My That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> That's right. I clap in with a different part of my body. If you, do, if you want to know what it is, DM me. If you want uh, to know what it is, go to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, Guys, go, go to our OnlyFans. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're back and fucking shit it got fucked. And I had COVID, I'm over it now. We're, we're glad you're back. We're glad you're alive. Mm. Yeah, I survived somehow. Uh, what in the fuck did we talk about to begin we with? We talked Let's about again. Little Mermaid. And Little Mermaid, the racism, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It and brought AI people, art. Brought people's which, consciousness. Which, which we love. Yeah, we well, know we don't. Um, basically, <laughs> a bunch of people decided to jump through all the uh, mental hoops possible to continue to be racist so they, uh, by watching the Little Mermaid trailer, even going as far to say that She's a historical character, so she cannot be changed in any way. Um, and comparing her to Malcolm X, but saying that Malcolm X can be changed. <laughs> and don't even, I mean, we don't have to get into why they went down that rabbit hole. Honestly, I think they should should nut up and make the movies. <laughs> I would love mm. to see the white Malcolm, Malcolm X as a white man. Oh my God, just get Tom Cruise for it. Yes. <laughs> What amount of money do you think you need to offer Tom Cruise to play Malcolm X? $10 billion. <laughs> a truly... Top Gun Maverick just made well over a billion dollars. That man doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a lot of money. I think you need to offer him probably even more than $10 yeah, billion. Yeah, it would have to be, be like, hey, an astronomical amount. Let's exchange your net worth with, with Jeff Bezos. That would maybe be enough. Maybe. <laughs> Even then, there's some things that pride won't allow you to do. Yeah. I don't think. Actually, I don't know Tom personally. I don't think he would do it. I don't think there's. I don't. I don't <laughs> think there's an amount of money to make it happen. I think Tom Cruise is a lot of things. 
but I don't think he's racist. <laughs> or not even he, I he am, might. Here's the thing: he might be. I don't think he's that stupid. Is the thing. I just don't think he is that much of an idiot. I have no empirical evidence to back up my supposition that Tom Cruise is not racist. Yeah. But it feels it, right. It would to be say nice that. if he wasn't. Let's say that <laughs> it would be really nice. He's clearly crazy in other ways. Yeah, but I don't think he's racist. I don't, I don't think he Marcus, is. what are your thoughts? Think, think Tom Cruise Tom is racist? Cruise, I I don't think he's racist. I think he's definitely like kind of weird, but yeah, <laughs> but not racist. Doesn't strike me as a kind of guy. He's kind of guy who I think doesn't even think he doesn't even know racism is real. Yeah, <laughs> he's like what you tell him about it. And he's like, wait, really? That that happens? What? <laughs> and then he goes to watch Tenet again. And he's like, I love the, the movie. I love this movie. He's like, but there's a, but the, the, but John David Washington and Robert, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson how, they're just friends how, in the movie. How'd that work? That's, that's, can't, it can't, racism can't be real. Mm. He's like, oh, you mean that thing in that movie with Denzel, the, his Malcolm X movie? That, the thing that happened. Yeah, the one I'm doing a sequel to? <laughs> <laughs> I play Malcolm 11. <laughs> Would you love to see a sequel to Malcolm X, Malcolm 11, and he's a fucking Terminator? He just comes out of a time portal from the future, just has laser guns, and he just he kills Strom Thurmond or something. He shoots Strom Thurmond in the head. Right? Uh, I want it. I want it so bad. <laughs> that would be so good. I was. I was watching some streamers play a video game the other day, and one of them, they were doing badly as a team, and one of them said, listen, to get motivated, imagine someone you love being shot in the face. <laughs> and they were all like, what the that fuck? That would not motivate then, me in any way. <laughs> but he said, but, but you can prevent it by playing better in this in this game. And one person just said quietly, goodbye, Joe Biden. Objectively <laughs> the funniest thing you could possibly say in response to that. That is very funny. That's what I just imagined. Because Joe Biden was friends with Strom Thurmond, so imagine if Joe Biden had to do this exercise, who'd imagine Strom being shot in the face by Malcolm X with a, with a plasma rifle? My God. Um, on the the note of people being shitty, I wanted to point out one of the most hilarious things happened in the past week, for at least in the, the circle I run in, is uh -huh. that um, the CEO of G2 Esports, which is one of the biggest esports organizations in Europe. They you know, do a lot of stuff in North America as well. His name is Carlos, or G2 Ocelot. He has been in the scene for a very long time, especially in League of Legends. He was a pro player at one point. He started owning an organization, G2. Um, he's been a bit of a controversial figure. He's kind of an asshole. People don't really like him, but his team is very successful. Uh, about a week ago, one of his teams, I think it was Rocket League or something, they won a world championship. So he decided, I'm going to go party. I'm going to have a good time with all my friends. One of his friends being Andrew Tate, who we've talked about on the podcast oh. before. Incredible misogynist guy who got banned. from Terrible human being. Yeah, just the worst. Got banned from every platform you can possibly imagine. Uh, he you know, has been on video beating up a woman before. Uh, just, an just a crazy grifter and terrible person. So the, the G2 Ocelot posts a video of this party and Andrew Tate's just sitting there clapping along, drinking champagne. And people were not happy about this. Um, and Ocelot decided to use his incredible public relations brain to immediately tweet out to the, t to the um, backlash. He tweeted one that was like, 
you cannot police who I party with. And like, oh, you, these are my friends. Fuck you if you don't like me. Something like that. Um, two days later, Riot decided to decline their G2's bid to get into the Valorant franchising system. Which basically means that a bunch of people who had jobs at G2 lost them because they were all working on the Valorant side of things and the franchising is very important for those people. So they all got fucked and G2 basically has no chance of getting into franchising for at least another year. Um, and because of that, he had to uh, he had to leave his job and sell all his shares in G2 Esports. It's no longer in, in part of the League of Legends side either and has just, complete, has just lost his entire job. All because he decided to, one, hang out with Andrew Tate, and two, literally not listen to any kind of backlash as to why maybe that isn't a good idea. Uh, wow. And it's hilarious. That's, that's great. <laughs> it's the absolute best. both being brought low by their own hubris. Yeah. And it's really funny, especially because he has clips from um, a, a while ago, back when there was this other uh, G2, or this other um, esports CEO who was getting asked, like his the fans were like, oh, step down from CEO position. But it wasn't because he was a terrible person. It was because he hired a coach they didn't like, even though the coach was fine. And, th- and on this podcast, Ocelot was like, man, if they ever ask me to step down to CEO of G2, I'm going to rent a five-decker bus and just put middle fingers all over it and say, fuck you, I'm never leaving. Um, but then as soon as he realized that, you know, shareholders are more important than, re- than just every other person, he immediately had to leave his job. And it is the <laughs> funniest thing that's ever happened. Because this guy's always been kind of a piece of shit. So it's just great to have, have him out of the scene. And I'm glad that it was taken care of by Riot Games, a company that's never done anything wrong. Thank I was you. Just the dark side of <laughs> oh, wait, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> have fun guys <laughs> it's like a good thing happened to a bad person or sorry a justice happened to a bad person but the guy who did the justice is also a bad person it's like ooh, i don't know yeah i think that this, I is, this is good. i think this is riot's effort to try and distance themselves from anything misogynist because they're they have a they're dealing with it on their home court anyway but have they actually changed is the question i mean right? i yeah i guess none of us would have any way of knowing until right. more reports like come I saw out. recently that I guess there's a new, a new worlds is happening soon yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. and they have little little Nas X now yep. is there and he, he did, uh, there was a great music video they did for it which was pretty cool yeah. great song and all that and it's like yeah this is awesome little Nas X has got a good song a cool video but it's Riot Games yeah well <laughs> it's, Riot's a great company who's never done anything wrong so don't know what to tell you <laughs> <laughs> just like Blizzard it's, never done a single thing wrong it's really weird how even though Riot makes really bad video games and has done terrible stuff, they're my favorite video game company and I can't quit their games for some reason. I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm just I'm fumbling here. Yeah. It's like, I don't like their games. I like the one anime they made. That was fucking that was awesome. Great, yeah. And they make pretty good music, hype music videos for their shit, good animations and whatnot. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to do about it. League of Legends and Valorant. I don't know what to do about it. So yeah. they're gonna make a fucking fighting game. It's gonna be huge. The fighting at all already looks so good. The guy who invented <laughs> Rollback is the head game designer. No, they are gonna. Is it is it League of Legends characters? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. It yeah. League it's characters? League characters. Yeah, so I got the established IP. It's yeah, just fucking it's crazy. Just gonna be 
It's gotta be so good. And just another like what five more years before the Riot MMO comes. Yeah, they had the League of Legends MMO they're making. My God! Wow! Imagine that the two biggest MMOs in the world are made by the two worst companies. <laughs> yes, Final Fantasy, whatever company that is, <laughs> and Riot Games. Yes. <laughs> I think, you know what? I take it back. You're right. I think 14 is almost bigger than WoW at this point. I'm pretty sure WoW has lost so many fucking people that it's 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 less than WoW or 14 now. Or close. So in that case, we have one good company and one bad company. Because Square Enix has never done anything wrong either. Googling um, what has Square Enix done wrong. <laughs> I think most of their fuck-ups are boring corporate ones. I'm not sure that they've ever exposed like huge sexism or harassment scandals. But I also think Japan... More, even more so that America represses that. I kind was about to say that they don't want to be talked about. Not only that, but I, from what I'm, I'm saying, this is a, a random American white guy saying this. But from what I understand mm-hmm. from like documentaries I've seen and stuff, is also the people are a little more repressed in that they might not even yeah, yeah. mention if something like that even happened because it's just like so out of the wheelhouse. So that is one thing. It's like do you never know what's actually going on over there. Um, exactly yeah so, if people talk about it how do you know yeah you know? it's it's a it's a fucking damn if you do damn if you don't scenario. well think about it. everybody thought that riot was just a game company or whatever was making fucking games everyone thought all out. of the game companies were just game companies and then we found out that they're just full of just the worst kinds of people it's crazy how silicon valley and tech and games and whatever is in hollywood is just infested by the worst yeah, people like, i mean good god all the stuff you grow up loving and you continue to love today you're just like oh it's made by the worst people imaginable okay okay cool cool good to know very fun for someone like me who lives on movies and video games it's like everything that you enjoy was made by monsters yep. you know mm. it's crazy except except for books books are the one place you There's can go no, no one bad, bad. <laughs> It's ever done anything in books. Every author is good. At at least in books, right? One person pretty much, for the most part, wrote the book you're reading, right? Most novels have one author, and if they're bad, you can... Which they aren't, because all authors are good. That's true. (laughs) If someone, like, if, if, if a guy who at the publishing company was bad... It seems less impactful to me. I don't know. Does that, does that make sense to you? Like The other day, Amazon, I was on their website, and they recommended to me a book written by Jordan Peterson. And I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> what, ser- what search did I make? That made- I only buy like science fiction and fantasy books. What made them? Oh, they found out that there's like, here's a guy living in his own reality. Let me do Here, here's a book written by this guy. No, Seth, it, it's much simpler than that. It's a you're a young white male. That's true. Mm. Jordan Peterson's gonna be your thing. That's true. Yeah. I won't be young you for would never long. Send that suggestion to me. Yeah. <laughs> are there black Jordan Peterson fans? There's gotta, I've never seen. There's gotta be one. I feel like there are, but <laughs> it's just a small minority. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to get too deep into race science, but I feel like. <laughs> You have to be white to like Jordan Peterson. I don't know what it is. I just can't imagine people of a different race being like, this guy knows what he's talking about. This fucking man who sounds like Kermit the Frog he really has it going on. I mean, this great example of, of the white race. One thing I'll tell you right now that, is that somebody out there does. Everything I think won't happen right. happens. What were you saying, Marcus? Right. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I love the videos when, when Jordan Peterson just starts crying about <laughs> the plight of white men. Yeah. It's, like, oh, it's yeah. hilarious. Even funnier, he did cry about Little Mermaid. When they first announced that a black actress would play her, he cried about that on stream. Yeah, which is just absolutely the saddest shit you'll ever hear, is that 
a grown man who, despite being horrible, is pretty successful in life, mm. has decided that he's going to cry over the Little Mermaid, of all things. I'm all for men crying. We should normalize that in society, yeah. but cry about things that matter, not yeah. the Little Mermaid crying being because black. you're racist is bad. Right. First <laughs> of all, that's actually the worst kind of crying. Of all, don't be racist. <laughs> and then you can cry about whatever one. you want. On Seth's list of tips for life, number one, don't be racist. Don't be racist. <laughs> it's like the easiest thing in the world. It really is. It's super easy. I see, the thing, that's the thing is, the more I've like seen like people who are like racist or transphobic or misogynist on Twitter, it honestly it seems like a lot of work. Like you are constantly putting it out there. Like it's easy for you. Just chill. If you don't have you don't have those beliefs, you just fucking sit around. You're like, okay, cool. This guy's cool. Ariel's black. Cool. <laughs> Marcus, how do you feel about this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Be more specific. How do I feel about what part of this? <laughs> the e- the ease of not being racist. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. <laughs> I feel uh, yeah. It's like I, I think some people go the opposite way. They're like it's such a struggle. Like that one guy who was like. Remember that one guy who came to campus one time? We were in college, Marcus, and his little speech or whatever was about how when he was on an airplane, he saw two black guys go into the cockpit, and his first thought was, I hope they can fly the plane. And he was like, But why did I think that? Oh my God, I had a racist thought. And I'm like, Dog, I'm like, if that. <laughs> don't tell us yeah, that. You shouldn't say that out loud. I don't care what kind of point you're trying to make. That is horrible. Oh, God. Right. I completely forgot about that, actually. <laughs> But like the wor- the worst part is that's not even like a regular racist thing. Like if you said, no. I'm not gonna say it, but like there's some things we no. all know that like are like the stereotypes. That's not one of them. <laughs> Fly planes. I thought right. I mean, if it was like never mind. But you know, no. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to validate anything. I'm not. I wouldn't anyway. I'm not gonna give him. But what I'm saying is ideas. like that is actually it's crazy that, and especially since he's saying that he's like someone's gonna relate to this. Someone out there is going to like, no, that's not something people think. <laughs> and he was like, you got to work so hard to just get those racist thoughts out of your head. And I'm like, some of us don't work that hard, yeah, bro. Dude, you honestly sound fucked up. Like, why are, are you, you telling me this? <laughs> also, why are all these folks saying you're so great and awesome for not being racist? The most basic thing you could do. Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I get that, like, stereotypes can ingrain in your brain and you start, you can think things you shouldn't think, but, like, the easiest thing to do is just dismiss those thoughts. Like, that thought he had, get rid of it and don't make a fucking career out of talking about how he thought this thought you had one time yeah. that was racist. But I guess if you've only ever had one thought before, you might as well make a career out of it. <laughs> this man was a blank slate, yeah. a peace zombie. He doesn't even know how he got, got on the airplane. He's <laughs> like, I was floating through life, ended up on this flying metal bird. <laughs> I saw these two guys who didn't look like me, and I thought, what? I hope no they can tame this beast. At all. <laughs> it was his first time seeing a black person. He just left first time seeing another person. <laughs> <laughs> You ever you ever heard the theory in Blade Runner that when Deckard first appears on screen on that bench, that's the first time he just, he wakes up yeah. as he's a replicant or whatever. He's he, his memories are all fake. That's this guy. Except there was no fake memories. The first thing he had was yeah, like, was "Oh like, god, racism." Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, if you're out there 
it's and you're listening to this right now. It's not hard to not be racist. Here's how you do it. Okay, it's I'm gonna give you the the, the real process. Number one, just don't be racist. Yeah. <laughs> just realize that people are just people, and some are was that and right. so some are good, some are bad, some are most people, somewhere in between. Just realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless of anything planet. about them, they're pro- they're probably yep. somewhere between good and bad, most likely. Yep. Everybody just wants to fucking breathe air and drink water, and they want to get from one end of one from sunrise to sundown with as little problem yeah. as possible. And they will do anything That's... for a Klondike bar. <laughs> That's the one thing about all people we know. But wait, Seth, will they be racist for a Klondike bar? Oh no. <laughs> this is the perpetual motion machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I I guess we should talk about this oh no. crazy shit that's happening. Oh no. Um I guess Russia's gonna like collapse in on itself. Mm. Um okay. they they've instated the draft over there uh oh, for the military. And they're drafting folks like who are protesting the war. They're like literally arresting them and sending them off to, to training camps. And I'm like that's a really good way for them to kill all your officers as soon as they can. Right. Like, I don't know how you're going to get by with sending folks who don't want to fight to go fight. Right. Right. It's like, yeah. you're forcing me to go do something and you just gave me a loaded gun. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Let's work through the logic of what you just did. Yeah. That's really, that, that, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty, it's pretty fucked up how like there's like a whole war going on and we just like, I don't think about it that much. Well, there's like a hundred wars going on. I right mean, there, that's true. I guess there's, um, there's got, there's like a long traffic column fleeing Russia of men trying to get out of the country before the draft gets them or whatever. It's just, yeah. it's crazy. They're trying to get out. So they don't have to see that new little mermaid movie that the government's going to mandate us to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, um, this is actually a funny side to it though. I hate to say it, but this is very funny. Since the draft was instated in Russia, the number of CS:GO players has dropped by thirteen percent. What the shit? Yeah, oh, no. I actually did see that, and that's that's crazy. It's kind of terrifying um, when you think about it. But yeah, yeah, and Russia create they they have they have a big CS:GO culture there. So I, I can see, and yep. and Ukraine as well. So yep. Like when the war started, Ukraine's numbers dropped as well. For well, obviously dropped, but yeah. I mean, the total number of CS:GO players dropped when the, the war started. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's just like one of the. It's like um, I don't understand what Russia's strategy is here. It feels like Putin is like speed running, being deposed, because I don't know how you can this can carry on. I don't think a draft works in the modern day, no. right? Like for any country. Yeah. Like, no. who the fuck wants to go fight for their country these days? Freaks who volunteer, sure. Exactly. But the rest of us? Those, can, no, thanks, bro. those <laughs> fucked up lunatics can do whatever the fuck they need, I guess. But no, I don't want to do that. Only draft any of us is a part of is Magic the Gathering. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like World War II, sure. Made sense. Jobs were pretty scarce still. There wasn't a whole lot to go do. And the Nazis were kind of... And the Japanese attacked America. You know, big, big problem. Let's go fucking fight them. Okay, gotcha, sure. Vietnam's when that shit ended. Because a lot of a lot of officers got fragged in Vietnam as well. Um, Americans are pretty complacent. But even in... They were like, fuck this. It's Vietnam. I don't want to be here. This place sucks. Yeah. I'll kill my officer. Um, so I just don't think it works anymore. Like... 
I don't understand what kind of person would be would 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 put up with that. Like it's like you you don't want to fight. They're gonna send you over there. They're gonna give you a gun and like some grenades or some shit. Are you fucking kidding me? That's like sending prisoners to fight. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. Um. It's like folks forgot that in, in the Suicide Squad they put bombs in their heads for a reason, right? Yeah. Because immediately you would kill your the guy in charge and run away. Like, are you kidding me? Because uh, the benefit for guys in Russia uh, is that uh, the in Ukraine they speak Russian a lot in those regions, so just disappear in the fucking background, you know? Yeah. Who gives a shit? So yeah, that's fucked up. Um, I'm not sure what's gonna happen over there. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, I just, I just, it's one of those things where I just wish I knew a little bit more. I, I just wish it was like a little more communicated about all the everything that's going on. But I think there's it's intentionally not as publicized because no one wants to read about stuff they don't like. So they do the well, morning case, show uh, technique. I think they, they push the Ukraine stuff on us too much. They, they want you to care about this shit, but I think most folks just don't care, right? There was like a month there where folks were really into it, and then they just stopped caring. Like they care about fucking all things. Yeah, same thing with like Hong Kong. Remember when that, that was our biggest issue was Hong Kong? Like a fucking three week or four week stretch yeah. there, or like all Hong Kong all the time. Yeah. Did you see folks in Hong Kong were protesting uh, recently to rejoin the UK? The Queen's dead. They want to rejoin the UK. Now that that is a uh, a hot take is that Hong Kong should rejoin the UK. Oh, those freaks have always existed. They've been since the moment they 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 left the UK. There's always been a fucking a contingent of people who like want to rejoin the UK. Was the Queen holding them back? Is that what the the linchpin was? I think they were they were using the mourning of her death as a as a, a platform basically to be like, hey, the, the Bahamas wants to leave. We want back in. Let's do a trade. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure China will be very happy with that. Yeah, that's I, I did not know that. I did not know that there was any. Hong Kongians? I don't know what people from Hong Kong. HKers, Hong Kongers, HKers. I think maybe I've I've seen HKers before. Um I don't know they they wanted they wanted in. That's very funny. Most people want out. That's very funny. Right, yeah. I I know that fucking the, the Scotland's holding a referendum on independence because this is a fucking sinking ship while I go down with it, you know? That's good. They're, uh, the, the new, the new prime minister, Liz Truss, uh, that she's already getting like letters of no confidence, uh, sent out against her from people. So that's pretty funny. Uh, she hasn't even been there a month yet. So she showed up, she killed the queen, she tanked the economy, and now she might get deposed. <laughs> like how you just said, casually you just said she killed the queen. <laughs> I mean, she did, right? She showed up, the queen died immediately. So Liz Truss did kill the queen. Like she met with her one time and the queen died a week later. Like, let's do the math, people. So I wanted to talk about something that's near and dear to the two of you and has become near and dear to me because it finally hit a sector that I'm interested in. Mob Psycho 100. Yeah. Oh, actually more like no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because uh, what, what happened there, guys? Marcus, did you do you care about this at all? Did you see this? I did see this. I, it was, um, but you're a subs guy, right? So I am a subs guy. So Marcus this is a sub, you of less course. Than it does me? Yeah. 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 Um, so would the dubs guy want to tell us what's going on? 
Sure. Uh, the voice actor for Mob for Mob and Mob Psycho One Hundred, the you know the lead actor for the fucking show, basically. Um, he wanted uh, uh, Crunchyroll, who are the ones that are handling the the dubbing of this uh, of this season, to not even like pay him more or anything other than have a talk with 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 SAG, you know, and with getting dub actors representation in unions. Uh, which some actors do have union cards, some don't. But he wants to. He wants to unionize. He wants to be a full fledged member of SAG, and uh, and for companies to work with SAG. And uh, Crunchyroll came back and said, "Hey, how about we don't, and we'll pay you above the SAG standard. Nobody else, just you." And he was like, "That doesn't work for me. I, I I want the standard pay for SAG, and I want you to come and just talk to them. Not even not even make an agreement. He didn't want an agreement. He just wanted a conversation between the two between these, these two things. And they said, okay, cool, you're fired. <laughs> and so they just cut him from the show. They might cut more actors. They go with him or not. We'll see. But that's what's happened with the yeah. with Mob Psycho 100 season three. So Isn't that, like illegal though. Uh, no, you don't have to. I, mean, I guess it is, it is technically discrimination, so he could, he could probably sue, I think. Yeah. So, um, one, two, two things I found out here. One is, I didn't even realize, if, stemming from this, is that dub actors apparently already get paid fucking horribly. People are kind of calling them out for having movies like Jujutsu Kaisen Zero that made $30 million dollars. Which doesn't sound like a lot for a movie, but for an anime movie that you know was was in limited release, uh, it's a, a pretty hefty chunk of change. And uh, English dub actors were getting paid like two hundred dollars to work on the movie total total to work what on the movie. The fuck, um, which is insane. And two, I've decided that out of solidarity with people in the SAG, I'm never going to watch anime again. So <laughs> it's been a hard decision. A it has been a hard decision. But oh, yeah. I have pretty much sworn off all anime. And luckily for me, nothing like this ever happens in the world of live action, television, or movies. So I can rest <laughs> easy at night knowing that I have the moral high ground. Oh, amazing. <laughs> You're so lucky. Two things I, I love. Riot Games and Hollywood, baby. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I just want to point out... That one of the, one of the things he talked about they want to have as a part of a union contract would be the ability to know their characters. A lot of anime dubs are made of people who don't have any idea what the characters are. They're just told here, here are the lines, say them. In in to this year, not 10, 20 years ago, even now, sometimes you're just handed a sheet of lines with no context for what your character is. Wow. He was like, we'd also like rehearsals. That would be great. Can we do rehearsals before we actually go in and record the lines with, you know, and do a table read or something? Which apparently is not standard for dub on anime. And yes, pay is apparently abysmal in some ca- in a lot of cases. The pay is just absolute dog shit. And I used to wonder why so many voice actors take like 100 jobs a year. Now I understand. Because you're paying <laughs> to pay, take 10 jobs a month to pay your rent. Yeah. Mm. And they're not. We're talking about. We're not even talking about small actors here, right? We're, talk, we're talking about people who are like big time are, are dealing with this shit too. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fucked up. And not only that, but like so, sometimes every time I every time a new thing about a voice actor comes out, it just reminds me how like 
sad a lot of voice acting is these days. Like, there's still a lot of good work being done. I'm not disparaging any of the performers, but like, I watched a video of the old um, of the recording booth, the old Batman animated series. They had all the actors there at once in a big sound stage, and were playing off of each other, and were doing takes where they were doing different stuff, and like physically acting as well, so they like could have more stuff. And these days it's just like, oh, you're in a booth in California. This guy's in a booth in Boston. You're in a booth over here. Make it work. And it's just like so I just imagine like how many how much good work could get done these days if we put as much effort into it as we used to. Yeah. I I do wonder. I'd like to know what the conditions are work for, for Japanese voice actors. Like what's their deal like over there? I wonder how that's going. Are they getting mistreated as well? Yeah. We might never know. Would they, would they say anything about it if they did? I, I'm not a Japan expert. I don't really follow Japanese news. I look occasionally at stuff, but I'm like, I never hear like labor dispute kind of news over there. And I feel like I know in the 60s, there was a big strike uh, amongst animators at the big Japanese animation companies that the, the strikers, um, I think they won their strike and got the animation at least got unionization type stuff going on, but I don't know about, uh, uh, voice actors. So I'm curious, like I know, vo- I know the animators in like fucking Korea and shit are worked to the bone on a ton of shows. It's crazy. Yeah. Because animation sucks from what I understand. Oh, yeah. Marcus, can you speak on that? I mean, I've only took like animation and like a, a college course, but holy shit. <laughs> it took, it took, a week of drawing the same shit to get like 30 seconds of footage. <laughs> I was like, these are fucking stick figures, man. <laughs> I don't think you understand. Yeah. And those guys who are yeah, trying to pop out like 20 minute episodes in the same amount of time. Right. It's just uh, crazy. This animation is a lot of work and it needs to be because you want I mean, like you want it to look good and you want mm-hmm. cool, as much cool hand drawn stuff as you can have. Um, but that's a lot of work and timelines on that shit is crazy. Right. Oh, if I have some of my animations, maybe I'll, uh, send them to you. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to see a, a Marcus Barkley original. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I know, uh, recently me and myself, we watched, uh, Akira again for the first time yeah. in many years. Hot take. And Akira. Pretty good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Akira looks fucking incredible. Yeah. That one of the best is, looking movies ever. It's gorgeous. And you wonder why doesn't like modern day anime or even just animation in general, like, well, okay, when the fuck did America last make an animated movie that wasn't a fucking 3D movie, you know, or, or CGI film, mm-hmm. right? So why does anime today look that good? And it's like you go back and watch Making of Akira and it was psychopathic bullshit. <laughs> They worked so hard to make that goddamn yeah. movie. It's insane. It's like I watched yep. for the first time in my life. Actually, I watched Princess Mononoke the other day, and it's obviously it's an incredible movie. It's like one of those beautiful movies you'll ever watch. It's fucking everything about it's great. Ghibli made great movies. And it's always funny because when you look into like interviews with Hayao Miyazaki, he's always like walking through like a little meadow and watering flowers, and he has all these philosophical things to say. He's just like so cool and then you look at like behind the scenes and he is like a drill sergeant he's just like they would animate like full three four minute scenes and he'd be like no we got we gotta do this again this 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 detail isn't right and then they just redo it all 
And it's like, oh. yeah, the end product is very good, but goddamn, does it take a, a lot of work to get there. Yeah, I love animation, but I would not want to make it. <clears throat> oh, I just want to give a cool fact here that I learned recently. Uh, uh, I know you've seen it, Seth Marcus. Have you ever seen Little Shop of Horrors? Of course. Great film, right? Very good, yes. Rules. You know the, the plant in the movie, Audrey 2, the big puppet mm-hmm. they used? Did you know that the puppet could not move as fast as human actors keep up with them in the scenes because it had too much inertia moving around. It was so large. Oh. So to shoot any scene with the puppet, it moved at half speed, meaning that any shot where the actors were also there and it was moving, they had to also move at half speed. <laughs> so the actors were acting at 0.5 speed. Oh, shit. Okay, that's there, wild. <laughs> there's They really only did it with Rick Moranis for the musical scenes. There are scenes where he sings... And, and does the motions at half speed along with the puppet. That's amazing, actually. And when I it saw that, amazing. I told Smith, I was like, imagine getting Chris Pratt to do that in the modern day. It would never happen. He'd be no. working next to a little tennis ball on a green pole, and they'd be like, yeah, we'll just fix it all in post. Chris, you, you don't have to be here, really, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Put a green screen in your house and just do it for the yeah, It's he's, all good. He's computer like playing one of warcraft and just saying a couple words oh yeah cool we got it yeah that movie by the way i watched it again like the other day because it was the it was the anniversary it was like the anniversary of the movie starts in the fiction or whatever it's such a fucking good film it rules it's an incredible musical and the thing is it was all shot on a sound stage in london yep. and it obviously looks fake but it, because everything looks fake it seems real at the same time right like it invites mm-hmm. you into this world yeah. and there are two films that come to mind that do this as well one is streets of fire and the other mm. is batman 89 yes mm. yes really good use of say sound whatever the that. hell you want about tim burton and his filmography and praise the Christopher Nolan movies as much as you want, but no one has ever put Gotham on screen since Tim Burton. No one. I'm sorry, but Chicago does not fucking cut it for me. Gotham looked so fucking good in Batman 89, and I wish... Heck, I even think Joel Schumacher did it better than people like Christopher Nolan did. There was... Those movies, good or bad, does not matter. They fucking rule because they look so damn good. There's a moment in one of those Schumacher movies where they're racing the Batmobile along the arms of these gigantic gothic statues that make no sense at all. Yeah. And thing is, fucking Christopher Nolan would never. No. Zack Snyder would never. No. All right? <laughs> Wouldn't do it. No one makes movies like that anymore. This doesn't exist any- anymore. It's crazy. Yeah. I, th- I think eight- Batman 89 is like kind of a-, a too long, bloated film, but everyone should watch it at least once to see like... This is what movies used to be, yeah. you know? Movies used to be really good. And these <laughs> days, a couple of good ones come out a year, to be honest. Yeah, like our blockbuster is just kind of eh now, you know? Blockbusters used to be fucking, like, Jaws is an all-time great film, you know? You could, you could always watch that fucking movie. Jurassic Park will always be yeah. a fucking great movie, you know? Yeah. And today, like I, I watched the Fast and Furious movies, I think they're good, but like Hobbs and Shaw can barely remember it. What even happened in that yeah, movie? Yeah, who fucking you know shit about that movie? I, I, there was a robot for some reason in the movie. I don't know why that was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So 
I feel like I'm an old person when I say that, but I do think movies used to be better. I, I, mean, I mean, it's like you can argue that move like you know move, they've. Whenever you say that, people are like, "Oh, well, you know." At the end of the day, there's you know ten, twenty great movies every year. Sure, mm. that's how it works. And then a bunch of movies suck, and then a bunch of movies are in the middle, and that's true. But I don't know the amount that we used to care about making movies mm-hmm. is is was a lot higher. I think now the only people who get to put that much work into movies are either people who've just had such huge success that studios let them do whatever they want or people who are willing to literally grind all day, all night to make their movie as good as they want it to be. And it's very, very hard. This year, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Yeah, Nope. 3,000 years of longing. Yep. Are or two thousand years, whatever. It's 3, Incredible yeah. movies, incredible films, but they're not blockbusters. They're not huge, over the top films. They're gonna fucking make a billion dollars or whatever. Billion dollar movies, they just they're just eh. They yeah. just they just uh, they happen. They flop onto the screen and occur at you. You know, I don't. I haven't even seen the last fucking like Thor movie because I I just can't be asked anymore to give a fuck. Dude, you know that movie is so bad. I I try not to say. I try to like give these movies a bit of a benefit of the doubt because of all the the fucking chatter around them. But my god, that movie that movie is just not good. You can you could truly not see it. I don't think it would matter for the next uh, whatever fucking they're gonna do now. I mean, aren't all like these like recent Marvel movies like transition titles anyway? Like, yeah, they're all they're all setting up for the next Marvel movie, which is setting you up for the next Marvel movie. Okay. Remember when they made Iron Man and it was like a good movie? It was like one good that movie. It had an ending. Yeah. yeah. It, had a, it had a tease. It had three acts. a little tease at the end. Yeah, a little tease. And then they kept, they did it a couple more times and then they're like, no, no, no. All these movies are one act now that was leading you up to the next act. Remember when Blade happened and it was a fucking great movie that never was topped? It was, yeah. Until Blade 2 came out? <laughs> until Blade 2 came out and it was better. And then Blade Trinity came out and it was three times better? <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. You can't say this. Triple we'll, blade. We'll get canceled. We'll get canceled. Stop. I don't mean socially. I mean like the government will shut us down for saying that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, who could give a fuck? To me, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Movies? The three best superhero movies came out 20 years ago, and they were Blade, yeah. Spider-Man 2, and the first X-Men. Tell me I'm wrong, yep. you pieces of shit. There's, we just never, we never did it. We never, and then actually, honorable mention to Ang Lee's Hulk. Those are those That's are true. the the pantheon of fucking great superhero movies, and we never yeah. did it again. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck remembers what happened in Captain Marvel? A plane exploded. There was a plane. Awesome. There, there That's was every Marvel movie. A pilot <laughs> somewhere. Uh-huh. And one of the pilots would have really confused that guy that came to your college that one time. <laughs> um. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Who knows, right? It's just like everything's gone to shit. And the only good movies now are like independent movies or like passion projects, like you said. Like, yeah. like, like once one time in Hollywood is, is a recent of a really great fucking movie that came out, but only got made because it's fucking Quentin because Tarantino. It's Quentin He's one of the biggest directors world george miller two thousand years longing that was you know, it is three thousand years but sure okay right he made time. it <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah he he made that that was a passion project i think everything everyone wants is kind of the same way you know it's a passion project for them yeah. as well 
but very low, very, you know, let's talk, let's, you know, it's not a big budget movie. It's going to fucking blow your socks off or whatever. I mean, it will, but not with its incredible uh, uh, money behind it yeah. or something. This is a good movie. Those three movies you listed are untouchable from, from any, yeah. black, all the other blockbusters that come out, or all the blockbusters that come out every year. There's, there's, there's nothing to compare them to. Now I will say this. I will say this. And I know, I know people will judge me for saying what I'm saying. But I just got to say this. The trailer for Wakanda Forever is so goddamn fucking hype. It is really it's good. It's unbelievable how kind of dog shit Black Panther was, especially that, that terrible ending of that movie with the CGI looked like PS2 graphics and it's terrible politics. But goddamn, that trailer is fucking cool. The way, the, the way they mix the two, the, the, the Bob Marley song and then into the, the Kendrick Lamar song. Goddamn. <laughs> it is actually really good. I gotta say. And you got Angela Bassett just acting her fucking heart out. Like, it's kind of crazy that, like, I mean, obviously it's a, it's very sad, like, the stuff that led to this movie being made. Like, Chad, Chadwick Boseman, you know, gone, gone way too soon. Um, but it is crazy that it led to a scenario where I think Angela Bassett is going to lead a huge blockbuster film that costs, like, yeah. $250 million. That, that's yeah. crazy. And she's, like, one of the... By the way, I just thought about this. Because Angela Bassett is on one of the, she, I'm not sure if she still is, but at one point she was on one of those, you know, CBS shows, 911 or whatever. Uh It's like, you know, about first responders or something. Some bullshit, stupid fucking show that have a hundred spinoffs. The reason I thought about it is because there's another show called The Rookie. Have you guys heard of this show? Yes. It stars Mm -hmm. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, yes. Here's the hitch. He is new to being a cop. He's the rookie. Even though he's like 40 man. years old. So, <laughs> already antics have ensued. Two things have happened with The Rookie in the past month that have blown my mind. One of them okay. is I saw a promo for the new season. And apparently at the end of the last season, The Rookie was able to take down a drug ring and get eight people, eight high-profile felons arrested. And now he gets to get whatever assignment he wants in the police. Oh boy. He, they haven't said what it is yet. All they know is oh, he, okay. he gets to have whatever assignment he wants. So that's what's going to lead us into the new season, I guess. The uh-huh. second thing is they're making a spinoff of The Rookie. Yeah, bear with me. It's called... The Veteran. No, no, no. It's called The Rookie, The Feds. Because now it's a show starring Niecy Nash where she is a former, I think, middle school principal or teacher who is now joining the FBI. And the only reason that this show matters to me in any way is that I saw an ad for it. I think I was on Twitch or something. I saw an ad for it. And the title card was The Rookie Universe is Expanding. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank no. Lord. If there was one thing that needed expanding on, it is The Rookie Universe. Yeah. By the way, The Rookie ostensibly takes place in the real world. <laughs> so, right, yeah. Oh, God. Our universe is expanding through the scope of the rookie. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know what? If Nathan Fillion's getting paid, I'm happy. I love that dude. Uh, but yeah, that's so fucking ridiculous. He should have stayed on Castle. He should have kept making Castle. That, just kept making, I never watched a single episode, but they should have just kept making that show. Why not? Yep. <laughs> they should have kept making Firefly. And that includes the creator of the show. He should have stayed on, kept making stuff. Yes. Nothing wrong. Josh, nothing wrong, that man. Should have stayed. <laughs> 
By the way, I just want to say this, because we're talking about Angela Bassett for a second. Yeah. If you want to see Angela Bassett fucking kill it in a movie and also just a great sci-fi film, you should go watch Strange, Strange Days. Strange Days. fucking rules. And Angela Bassett kills it in that movie. She's so fucking good. I knew what you were going to say before you said it. Um, Made by uh, <laughs> Catherine, Catherine Bigelow. Bigelow, that's her name. I can't think of Rob Schneider, and now I know why. <laughs> Who was, oh. at one point, Catherine Bigelow was once married to a lesser filmmaker named James Cameron. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Who's making a shitty movie this year or next year? A or movie something. or a movie that not it might not even be shitty. A movie I just have no no give no shits about. Anyway. No 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 Seth no no no. I have there is now empirical proof that Avatar is dog shit. Hey, you know what it is? What is it? Empirical proof made up made the most money of all, any movie of all goddamn time right? Or still apparently is un, is is undethroned or whatever from that on uh on um fanfiction.net has less than four hundred entries. Oof. He made a movie with eight foot tall, sexy blue cat people on an alien planet, and he can't get more than 400 fanfics? No cultural memory whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Disappeared from us. I mean, to be Marcus, fair. You laughing. Look at yourself. You're I, laughing I, right now. I know, but like, Avatar is just Fern Gully. That, right. That's it's it. It's just Fern Gully. And <laughs> even more shocking, it was re released in IMAX last week and made $30 million. People wow. keep seeing this movie, even though no one Fern has Gully ever talked about movie. it. Yes. Yeah. Fern Gully is, is better. It... Dances with the Wolves is better. Glass Samurai is better. Is it true <laughs> that Prince? it got, that at the end of the movie, they added, G, they added a line from Giovanni Rabisi saying this isn't over? Is yes, that true? They added a new scene. Wow. And now each, each viewing of it, or not each one, but there's like four or five different mid credit scenes that will play um, depending on which showing you see. Um, uh huh. For some reason. And it's just of like random, like, I don't know, a bunch of Navi people doing some random bullshit. That's it. So it's like Clue? They're adding extra yeah, endings for people to oh see? Oh my god, they're Blue's Clues. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. Yep. Marcus got it. God damn. Yeah, I just... I just feel like you you could go to Marcus, you could go to the shittiest worst anime of all time and it will have more fan fiction entries than Avatar does, right? Like what's the worst anime you can think of? Kill me baby. My Hero Academia. Shut up. <laughs> I think it's Arafureta is the worst anime ever made. Um and that probably has more fan fiction entries than Avatar. That's crazy to me. So yeah. Avatar does not stick in anybody's memory. People watch it and apparently loved it for about 30 seconds after the movie they did and they stopped thinking about it forever. Yep, I think it sucks. And I'm not going to see the new one and I don't care about anything about it. People can talk about it all they want. I don't care. Oh, you know what was great? I saw a deleted scene from the movie that got cut early on in uh, in the, the process. Did y'all see this? Where, you know in the movie how Jake Sully, the main character, his name I remember for some reason, inexplicably, he cucks this dude. Uh, he takes his girlfriend yeah. uh, in, the, in the movie. And they have sex by plugging their tails together, which, also, which is also how they control the animals of the yes, planet. Yes, yes. Oh. Disgust. Bestiality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in a part of the deleted scene or whatever, that dude who got cucked gets his fucking head ponytail cut off and therefore can no longer fuck or anything or, or interface animals or whatever. And so he begs Jake Tully to kill him, which he then does. He like fucking tells him he's the chosen one or whatever. And then he gets stabbed by Jake Tully and is murdered. And 
I just was like, wow, what a terrible fate for this character. He stole his girlfriend. He got his head dick cut off. And then he had to get fucking murdered by the man who stole his girlfriend. That's wild. Yeah. It's just good writing right there. What, what, what do you want? <laughs> Who wrote Avatar? James Cameron? No. Probably. He doesn't write, does he? He writes sometimes. Really? That would be crazy. Let's see. Who wrote it? Um, I need to rewatch The Abyss. I hear that The Abyss the is better than I remember it being. It. This is really good. But and yes, he did write uh, Avatar, and I'm pretty sure he, he wrote. wrote I'm pretty sure he wrote all five of them. Wow. Um. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tell you he wrote everything. He wrote Alita Battle really? Angel. He wrote. <laughs> um, I mean, he adapted that movie, but okay. <laughs> I mean, he wrote the screenplay. I mean, right, right, right. Somebody still got to do that. Right, he had, a, he had sword yeah. material. He wrote Titanic, he wrote Terminator 2, he wrote Aliens. Okay, come on. <laughs> Titanic was a thing that happened, though. Like <laughs> Someone right. had to write the script. <laughs> the movie doesn't just get I'm just made. saying. I also, mean, but how much I know. None of the stuff in the movie really happened. He didn't like it. There was no plot out. twist. He knew it was going to happen. He knew it was going to happen. You're adding, like, all the other stuff happened. <laughs> You don't know. It you don't know. It didn't. He just picked up an old newspaper about the Titanic, uh-huh. and that's his freaking script. He uh, he listened it. to the old lady story <laughs> and just wrote it all down. Jeez, she was real. So yeah, that's pretty wild. I just can't write his own movies. That's crazy. Yeah. You know he cheats a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> By being inspired and <laughs> doing a normal job. Mm. Can you imagine if somebody went and saw Titanic and didn't know that there was a real thing that happened? <laughs> I I used to work with a guy who went and saw The Martian, and a person sitting next to him said, whoa, did that really happen? When the credits started rolling. <laughs> I'm like, you think that actually fucking happened and we don't talk about it more <laughs> than this? <laughs> right. <laughs> the, in their mind, when would it have happened? Yeah, when? What year? Exactly. Because it had to be pretty damn recently. And you think we right. didn't talk about it. And you think that all these technological advances have been made and we haven't discussed them a little bit. Yeah, man. <laughs> if there was one white man on Mars that left behind, it will be on every news station 24-7. Yeah. It will be the only news. Right, and he's eating shit potatoes? Come on. Right. Mm. What is Matt Damon doing right now on Mars? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> Beam he's it back he's to out us, there Matt. inventing crypto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. I guess some people are just so disconnected from the world. They have no, like I was watching a streamer uh, talk the other day and she was like, I don't know where the Atlantic Ocean is. I just don't know. I hope she was playing dumb. I hope that was for the, the audience. But I don't know sometimes, y'all. It's that way. It's, it's definitely she was, that way, yeah. They were like, they were like, click on Mexico, and she kept clicking on like Chile, and I was like, you know that's not where Mexico is, dog. You've got to know, please. Um, so yeah, I, I, so I think some folks are just so disconnected they don't know anything about the world. Maybe this was happening. Yeah. Oh jeez. All right, y'all to wrap it up. Yeah. A little early, but yeah, to account right. for our time we lost. Right. Ugh. All right, this has been the Illinials podcast. Oh, wait, sorry, before we go off, uh, what are y'all doing recently? Oh, yeah, um, I'll go ahead. I started watching the show Cyberpunk Runners, which I have now sworn off because I'll never watch anime again because it will happen to the guy from Mob Psycho 100. So uh, 
first episode uh basically uh not a lot happens but it's uh, kind of int- oh, it's kind of interesting i don't know well i don't know nothing nothing happens in the first episode is that so much happens in the first episode? What are we talking about, <laughs> yeah, dude? Something happens and blah blah blah. You watch blah. a whole man's life be destroyed <laughs> in that episode. In that episode, he finally is like, "Oh, let's do something interesting." Um, <laughs> wow! But yeah, that was that was good. Uh, watch season three of Atlanta, which is an interesting season of television. Didn't really enjoy it as much as I was hoping to, and they make they have one of the best cameos. In the history of television. And they also have one of the most, let me say, reprehensible casting decisions I've ever seen in my entire life. So, pretty weird season. But one episode was was really, really good. And I, I did enjoy it. Um, and I went and saw the new Olivia Wilde movie, Don't Worry Darling. And it is Ooh. also an interesting movie um, that is uh, not very good. But... Florence Pugh is great in it. So if you like Florence Pugh, then check it out. A statement made just for white people, by the way. Yeah. If you like Florence Pugh, go check it out. There is no one who is not white who is like, Oh man, Florence Pugh, yes! <laughs> um, she might be a crossover sensation. We don't know. Oh yeah, who knows? Um, I uh, I also have been watching uh, Edge Runners. Um it's it's really good. It's it's a really good anime. It's Trigger. I love Trigger. They make such good fucking uh, stuff. Except for the character of Rebecca. Uh, uh, anime, stop putting pedophile bait characters in your stuff. Challenge twenty twenty two. Um, and then I've also been uh rereading um, <clears throat> uh, Gideon the Ninth in preparation to reread Harrow the Ninth, so that I can then read Nona the Ninth. Because I started reading Nona and I was like, I forgot everything. I read it like literally a year ago and forgot all the things that happened. So I had to reread the two books before. Um, yeah, that's been me pretty much recently. Nice. What about you, Marcus? What you been up to? No, it's I have also <laughs> watched Cyberpunk uh, Edge Runners. Mm. Uh, you should definitely finish it, Seth. It's really good. Hmm. It's good. We'll see. We'll see if I will break my solidarity with <laughs> incredible uh, action sequences. The the unions of the world and uh watch that show. And I am going well, I already have acquired the achievement in Stanley Parable Deluxe of playing the game for an entire Tuesday. Hey, nice. Because <laughs> I'm the fucking best. I know. Did you just leave it on or did you actually play it for Yeah, time? I just fucking left Okay. It on. <laughs> Coward, coward! What the fuck, no, Marcus? You should have done a twenty-four hour 20? stream. Yeah, that's what the plan was. But I was like, no. I was like, no, it's just gonna be fucking Stanley staring at the fucking executive bathroom for twenty-four hours. You should have at least tried. I would have watched. I, I would have watched. You know what? I'll do it again for the regular Stanley Parable, and I'll stream that one. How about that? There we go. All right, now we're talking. <laughs> All right. Well, if we're done, this has been the Illenials Podcast. I am a Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find the things that I write about movies and video games, television on innocent-chatter.io. And I'm Marcus. You can find me on Instagram at MrBeaches. And I also occasionally do art for the podcast. Our theme song is done by Ben Powell, who streams on Twitch at the Ben Powell, currently playing uh, Bloodborne mostly, and uh, doing pretty good.
Uh, let's see here. You can uh, lead a horse to water, but you cannot make him get under it. Fuck. Riot Games. <laughs> and anime. And Crunchyroll. It's anime in general. Crunchyroll, I think, specifically. Yeah, yeah. But more generally anime. Go ahead. <laughs> Capitalism is the cause of all your problems. We have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the latest podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace.